0: Just like every other podcast, welcome back to the Drunk Turkey Show, the Members Only Q and A. we're going to be talking about uh, the trial that occurred yesterday in the Brian Koberger case. You know, we went over it last night. We saw the video, and today we're going to talk about it. Hi, man. How you doing, man? How's your weekend going? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I think
1: somebody spilled something on my damn table. Anyways, um. <laughs> Hmm. What's it called? Um I just got back home. I went to go to the movies with my son. So nice. what you see? Uh we went to go see Godzilla, uh Godzilla minus one. So it's pretty it was pretty good. Actually, it's pretty badass.
0: I didn't even know that there was a Godzilla movie out. Minus one, is he is he like missing a brother or something? <laughs> I have
1: no idea why it's called like that, but I know it's like uh it's Japanese, it's the Japanese version. Oh, okay. So it's like subtitled. Yeah. Yeah, but it's pretty good, man. I think it's better than the ones that came out here from, from Hollywood. The CGI look good? It's all black and white, so it works. Oh, okay, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. I liked it.
0: Nice, nice. I might have to check this out. I might have to check this out. Um, guys, if you guys got your questions, I'd appreciate it if you guys put the little stars you know, or the little asterisks right there, so that way I can kind of see exactly what questions you guys have. Um, let's see. So if you guys have that, let me know, but getting to the court trial, what did you think about, uh, Brian Koberger's appearance? You know, what do you think about him wearing a suit and tie? You know, I have watched a few trials and I haven't seen a person being charged with a crime such as what he's being charged with or any crime. Uh, during this phase of trial, out of oranges. You know what I mean. I I, I feel like they're giving him a little bit of special treatment. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think anything they do to make like their client look less guilty for works. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I know, you know, like, if he would have walked in there, and, oh, not just him, but anybody, if he was to, to walk in there with the orange jumpsuit. Kind of paint that picture right that everybody like oh, it's like oh, if he's wearing orange, it kind of goes hand in hand with being guilty, right? Somebody being guilty of something, right? Right, well, so no, like and I agree. think I think them, you know, putting him in a suit makes him look less, less, more innocent, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> less guilty,
0: more innocent, right? It, it, he doesn't look as, as uh, suspicious now, yeah. Uh, and I understand that. And that's why during the actual trial where you have jurors who are looking at him, you know, are actually the ones that are are making that decision. I think at that aspect of it, at that point in that situation, then, yeah, you know, who can wear a suit and stuff like that? I just feel like it's kind of weird that he's giving all this at this point. And, and you know, I think that it's kind of bit the prosecution and the courts in the rear. They've been giving him all this stuff, like, for instance, the IgG stuff. It's futile. It's a it's a it's a pointless point, right? It's just to go in a big circle, just like they were saying in the trial yes the other day that basically um, they would end up at square one even if they were to have won. They just want to go in this big old loop. Well, that's the same thing with the IGG, and the IGG has been used in multiple cases across the United States, and you know defenses have asked for that information and this and that and. They have never gotten it. And it's never been an issue. Nothing's ever gotten appealed. Nothing's ever gotten, you know, non convicted the whole nine yards. And, you know, in this case, the judge allows for some of the information. And like I said, I don't care if he gets that information or not. That doesn't change the fact that his actual DNA from his cheek matched the DNA that was on the sheath, regardless of whatever all that other stuff happened with with his cousins evil twin or whatever the case may be his dna matched to the 5.8 octillion like you have to go to a different parallel universe and it's probably still him in that universe that matches the dna so um (laughs) that, that that's where that goes but because that they're giving him this and that and 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 even though they're saying that, hey, your argument is futile, but I'm going to entertain it. Well, now they're sitting on something that's going to take over a year from this point or the point of summer actually. Yeah. So do you think that the court put themselves in this situation?
1: I think so. I think so. Like you said, they give him so much stuff already. They're asking for a lot and they're you know, trying to provide that for him. So like for them trying to put these motions in, in effect just to delay, I think, and I think actually, I actually think they're going to at least try to delay it until 2026, man. It sure looks like it. That's what they're trying to, especially with the comments One of the oh, 25. Are, 25, right? My yeah. bad. I'm sorry. Uh, 2025. It sure looks like, uh, it sounds like that because of what the statements were of the lawyer.
0: Yeah. And not only that, they're going to try to push it further. And Well, here's here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it the defenses and they're trying to make it so that they get a change of venue. As you can see, that the prosecution says that it's going to take six weeks. How long is typically a summer break, like eight weeks, nine weeks, somewhere around there? It's not very long. Top 12. Right. And that, and that's that's really pushing it. And, you know, and and when you have. You know, that last week when class is out and that first week before class is in, you know, that last week when class is out and the first one before class is in is probably just as hectic. You got people moving back, people moving into, you know, houses and off campus houses and things of that nature. You know, in my opinion, them asking for a 12 to 15 week spread and it being and and the prosecution already playing their hand that they only want to do it in the summer. Even the judge said it at a certain point. It's like I think we're we're starting to lean more towards a change of venue, and I think that that's what all this tactic is, is to get a change of venue, which I'm not against. Are you against a change of venue in this case?
1: Nothing. Should have done it from the beginning. You know, yeah. should have not waited till right now that the trial was possibly the start was to start on during summer. They should have not waited. They should have done it from the beginning. That way, they don't have to have these inconveniences for, you know, traffic and especially the media circuit that's going to happen with the with the trial. And then plus, you still got the high school and the and the college.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, the process, the defense is going to make it as just as hard as they possibly can, so that they can force the hand on the change of venue. Uh, now they can only go into the state of Idaho. They can't leave the state of Idaho, so they can't go. And select people out of Washington or Pullman because that's across state lines. You know, I don't know where they're going to put this jury at, but I'm pretty sure they can find a court that is not next to a high school in a college town. You know that that houses as many college students as Moscow does. So I I don't see the problem with that. I think that it also works in the favor of the victims' families, uh, as far as they don't have to wait until the school has time to allow this court trial to happen, you know, they can get their justice as soon as possible when, you know, the court deems it ready to be and not because of the school. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, yeah, man. Like, I just, if they're thinking it's going to be, take so long, it's going to, it's going to go into the, the start of the, after, you know, after the summer. So it, it makes no sense.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it really doesn't. And it's just, like I said, there's just to me, it's just going around in circles. And, you know, I asked the question, you know, yesterday I asked, do you think that it's possible? Well, let me put it this way. Ann Taylor, the other attorney that's out there, they they are death penalty certified lawyers. They can they can try these cases which probably means that they've had experiences in murder cases in the past, maybe not even death penalty, murder cases, but murder cases in the past, past, you know, these felony cases, they haven't attempted this angle, right? They haven't gone down saying, Hey, you know, the burden of proof in the, um, for the indictment, you know, wasn't met because it's supposed to be beyond reasonable doubt instead of just probable cause. So that leads me to believe that if it hadn't been brought up before, I wonder if this is a move that's done by Brian Koberger. And if it's a move that's done by him and you've already seen the arguments that he's had. The the first one is the IgG, which, like I've said before, when it comes to trial and the evidence that and the work that the police have done, um, what's entered in trial are things that either exclude the defendant or things that prove that it's him, right? Like inadmissible stuff or things that were found wrong or any of those type of things, that evidence, it it can't be used against that person. It doesn't mean that the case goes away. It just means that that piece of specific evidence can't be used. And when it comes to the IgG, the only thing you can do is have the IgG entered into evidence because it's currently not being used just to have it thrown out. And so you're back at square one. It has nothing to do with the STR, has nothing to do with Brian Koberger's DNA on his cheek. None of those things apply to the IgG. That is separate, and in fact, that STR profile that was used to match Brian Koberger was created before the IgG. In fact, the IgG uh, required the STR to be completed first. And so when the fruit of the poisonous tree occurs, you can only throw out the evidence up to the point um, when it first occurred you can't throw out anything before that so if there was an issue with the igg you can only go up to the igg point you can't go up to the str point and so it ends up being a big circle you have this thing going into a big circle where you know they're trying to argue this claim that they know is just going to get them back to square one and now they're pushing it out further do you think that this is another way that Brian Koberger could be, you know, re-victimizing the families by pushing it out like this? I mean, this seems almost purposefully done, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, you know, the victim's family, I'm sure they're devastated knowing they're going to have to wait to seek justice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's sad. It's a real sad situation. You know, because they're talking about twenty five, maybe twenty six, which I doubt. I hope it's not until the twenty six, man. I mean, we're pushing it with the two thousand twenty-five um trial. Yeah. Um and it's just I know that the not only are they gonna have to wait that long, the victim's family, but they also gotta endure the t- trial itself, you know. Listen to all the details and kind of relive what their loved ones had to go through that same that night, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, there's no closure, right? The Mm -hmm. families can't get closure. The families can't get rest. There's no justice until justice is, you know, obviously served and you can tell that the defense's arguments are going to be weak because they're already anticipating in their verbiage. Now I understand preparing and planning for something, right? Like if I was a lawyer I would tell my client, like, hey, you know, we're going to go into trial, but we're also going to prepare for your appeals. But I'm not going to go up there and say, hey, you know, we're planning for a trial to last 28 years because of the appeals that are going to have to happen. Because that means that you're expecting your client to be found guilty. Because you can't appeal something if he's found, you know, innocent or is acquitted. There's double jeopardy rules that apply. So, you know, if if he's innocent and found, you know, is acquitted, then that's the end of it. Right, so in what, my what, opinion, what about right. if he gets a non
1: non guilty verdict in the appeal? <laughs>
0: what do you mean?
1: Like, oh, they, they find him not guilty, and their his own lawyers is like, I want to appeal. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. No, <laughs> we like, want to appeal it? that he's, he's not guilty. That <laughs> would be the probably the right thing to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I, I just think that this this prolong him prolonging things. is just him still controlling the narrative, controlling the game. You know, everything's on his time. You know, everything's on his time when he wants to do the alibi is on his time. He's even telling them now that he's possibly still can give them an alibi. You know, I was thinking about his alibi. Mm-hmm. He said that his alibi could be brought up in cross examination. What do you think that, that means hmm Uh, no
1: I don't know when his alibi came out but was it before or after we heard that there was uh, a, a, a tip or a witness possible witness did we hear that first and then we heard the alibi or did we hear that about the alibi first before the tip and potential witness do you remember
0: um I don't remember which one came first. I, I think maybe the witness came first that I'm aware of. I know that there's a possible witness in this case. And okay, so so you think
1: that's why he had to actually come out with that kind of alibi? Just to
0: No, I think the reason why he came out with his alibi that he was driving around is because so when they picked up brian koberger right when they figured out who he was up until that point they were investigating you know this crime as if it was somebody It could be anybody right so if you go into this case and you see that there's a murder that occurs between four o'clock and 430 you're going to assume that if that person left in a high rate of speed as he shows on the cameras that he's going to go in one direction at a very quick pace mm-hmm. and you're going to assume that the, mile, the the town 10 miles away that if that individual goes to that town, that he should get there within 10 to 20 minutes. And you have, as they said, 9,000 tips, 10,000 tips before people calling in. You also are doing witness statements. You're talking to the victims that were survivors. You're talking to the um the the victims that passed their friends and family members trying to piece things together so resources are pretty thin even though you have all these FBI agents and stuff out there they're going through all those 10,000 tips and everything as well and so what you probably do is you're going to open you're going to get the uh, the cameras for Pullman and you're going to go look up until about 445 450 he's not there it doesn't come in he didn't go this direction go somewhere else. The IgG comes back that it's him. They say, all right, the guy is in Pullman. Let's go back and look at the Pullman, you know, um, cameras. He's got to go back home sometime. Sure enough, 536 gets pulled in. Now the difference between cameras that you have on a street light and cameras that you have on a ring is the quality, the technology, the whole nine yards. So those ring and home security cameras that aren't going to pick up a license plate, uh, at night, that, that, that city cam will, and they got him that way. They know he was out there, they also know because of his phone locations as well, and, and that where his phone was on that he was driving around that night, so he had no choice. Yeah, so that's probably why that's gonna come up because there's so much footage
1: and video on the traffic cams.
0: Yeah, now that's gonna come up, but I think that, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's gonna come up that he was driving but I think that when it comes to the cross examination is that he's being that while other witnesses are talking, that there's a gap where he can fit a narrative so that he can say that he was, that his pass by or whatever the case may be was within that gap. He doesn't know all the information yet. So he has to, or I mean, he may have all the evidence, but he doesn't know how they're going to be used against him, you know? And um. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can look at it like this. He could have like a like a two million or a two two thousand puzzle piece right here. He has all the pieces in front of him, but he hasn't put anything together, and he doesn't know what the overall picture looks like. And so he's asking for more and more time so they can put that together, so they know how they're going to attack him. It, it's it's all stall tactic too for that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, that's what I thought from the beginning. You know, I think that he's going to just make up a story while it goes while the trial's going. You know, finding out what the prosecution has against them, or how they're going to use it against them, and then start making a an alibi for it, and see if that sticks. You know, I mean, like how the Murdoch case. You know, like he had a he had a certain story, but then it started slowly changing a little bit once he found out that that video was out there. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think
1: this is to be the case. I think once he finds out, or once he sees what they're trying to do or what theories they have, and he's going to start working around it,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I keep trying to add him and keeps getting that. Yeah. Now I hear what you're saying. What's up, Big Blue? How you doing?
2: How's everybody doing
0: tonight? Good, good, good.
2: As you can see, I was was watching the
0: game today. Yeah. Uh, They said in yesterday's hearing that the prosecution has been passing along Discovery as they had it from various agencies and labs, it is a game. Just look at the DP case in LATA, the other DP case in LATA. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the prosecution doesn't have to tell the defense how they plan on using the evidence and what evidence that they plan on using against their client. Like they could have, you know, this DNA on the sheath and choose not to use it. That's their prerogative. You know, obviously, they're going to use it because it's there and they haven't turned it into evidence. But, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that something's entered in, you know, something entered into evidence doesn't ever be spoken about. You know, sometimes things don't need to be said. Um, a case is already won. You know, I've seen a situation where um, I think it was a, a different scenario. It was more of a civil case where um, I can't remember the entire situation, but I don't remember if it was a defense or the prosecution. But one of them, I think it was a defense, uh, the defendant had. Basically won their case and it was their turn to, you know, be the person to bring up witnesses and stuff. And they had this whole set of witness lists and everything else. They said, no, we rest because their case was already won. They were already at the top of the mountain. The only thing they could have done at that point is dig themselves. And sure enough, they ended up, you know, winning the uh, the case there. So you you don't want to give your case. They don't have to give their case. You know, they just got to give them the evidence. They don't have to show them how they plan on using it, what evidence they plan on using. They just have to give them all the evidence. And so, that's where it's at.
1: When when it comes down, okay, they, let's say the whole investigation, it is the way it is right now, right? But in, they didn't have enough to even come out with the the search warrants. You know, the Apollo cross it wasn't enough. They throw that out. Does that mean that even though they have his DNA matching, they, they could throw that out too because there wasn't enough power cause.
0: Nah, nah. So here, here here's how they can go all the way around it and retry them with everything. There's nothing illegal about taking somebody's trash, All right. So let's just say all these things, right? Everything that, oh man, they, you know, just because something happened illegal doesn't mean you lose that evidence. It means you can't use it because of the way you got it right now, if you hear, if you can, you can get to it another means as long as it's legal. Right. So the the way it would work is let's just say they say the phone pings are out like, all right, then they would go and apply for a warrant based on uh, the fact that the father's DNA matched uh, as the father of the suspect on the sheath. There's nothing illegal about that. And you can use that to go back and get a warrant for the phone pings. And then you can use that to get the warrant for his GPS locations and you're back at square one. So it it really doesn't matter at this point because they have a legal means of, of, of probable cause against him. And that legal means of probable cause is the fact that he drove a vehicle that matched the description of the vehicle, including down to the front license plate. And they can tell based on the warrants that they had from the cell tower signals that his phone didn't connect. So he had his possibly his phone off. Right. And you have his DNA by his father on there. You can throw the IgG out and all that other stuff, and that'll get them the warrant for the buccal swab. And then that gets done and they're back to square one where they're at right now. And all this evidence is used against them. And it's just taken another year.
2: Yeah, I think it's just, it was just a tactic from the defense to, uh, you know, try to prolong the hearings so they
0: can give themselves more time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did the DoorDash driver have a dash cam pass to the launch? I don't know if the DoorDash driver had a dash cam, but I wouldn't be surprised if the DoorDash driver saw somebody, right? Like, for instance, they were out there relatively close to the time at the white Elantra being operated by or, or carrying the person most likely to have committed this crime. I mean, this is relatively close. And, you know, when was that four, four or five, he had passed by, I think three fifty something was the other time that he passed by before that. So, you know, is it possible that one of that DoorDash driver was out there that he had passed by, and that he was preoccupied looking at the house. Didn't notice somebody sitting in their vehicle and got a pretty good glimpse of their face. And although they didn't recognize him until, uh, you know, after they identified him and showed them a picture of his face. Um, and that's when they could utilize it against him. Is that possible? Yeah, 100%. And I think that that may have been what happened. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, the time... The time that the driver was out there and the time that the, you know, the crime happened, it was pretty, pretty close. There's that chance that something, someone or even the, what's it called? The door dash driver could have saw something suspicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't disagree with you, Mountain mama. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, it was all right. it, okay. It's, it's a story about the shirt. It was a a bet
2: I made last year that I would wear the shirt one time because they beat my team. So I was like, "All right, I'll, we're going to see the playoff game tonight. I'll, I'll wear it tonight."
0: You were at the game?
2: No, no, I was watching the game.
0: <laughs> you just made it seem like you were there. The guy was there in Candlestick, you know, at the fifty-yard line. <laughs> Uh, um, Jared I Goff gave. shook my hand. It,
2: it was so, a good game. Good game. I, you know, I thought that Detroit was going to pull it off. So
0: I did too, man. Too many. They, they messed up by kicking to by going forward and forward down too much. But, uh, you know, back to this Angel D asks, Who are these 400 witnesses? It was BK at a football game that night or at a club? Where do you guys think that they can get 400 witnesses from in this situation? The bar, the
1: party. The grub truck it's mm-hmm. a lot of witnesses right there um and P- gonna be some also character witnesses you know mm-hmm. a lot of I'm a sure. lot of character witnesses too but not in favor yeah not in favor. <laughs> but I'm saying like from all those 400 you're gonna you're not gonna see a lot of witnesses you'll probably be like I think there's gonna be like maybe 15 witnesses
0: yeah you also you also have the hundred and fifty party goers that were there mm-hmm. the night before the night before you, yeah, have, exactly. you have all the people that live in the apartment complex right next to the um to the victim's residence now what the, what would probably happen is that police made contact with everybody, filled out a contact card and their information, and the defense is utilizing them and saying that oh, these are witnesses when they're really not all witnesses. You know what I mean? There were just people that police spoke to. The yeah. defense is going to stretch the truth, especially in this portion of the uh, of the where trial is, because we can't verify anything that they're saying, and the prosecution don't want to talk because then if they say anything or validate anything, that that will get the case thrown out. So yeah. you know they have to sit on their hands and close their mouth. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I
2: think that's what everybody has to do still. You know, I wonder if they're going to maybe go back and fight, maybe have the gag order dropped like the families because they they're wanting to talk to to media and they're wanting to to you know get their side of the story out. So I wonder if they're going to get that dropped or not. Well it Yeah. They even, yeah, I mean, Mark. a whole 2 years cuz it's like they're it's like they're pushing it to 20 late 20, mid 25, but they more want like 26. That's what the, the lawyer sounded like.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the prosecution said no matter what, it has to be the summer because, you know, they can't, they can't accommodate for schooling and the university at the same time. Mark asks, I wonder how good the red light cameras in Pullman are and if they can tell if he's wearing the same clothes when he returns that are on the way to Idaho. And that would be interesting. You know, you know what else would be interesting, too, because he was spotted on a couple of cameras Um, that it's also dark. So I don't know how much you can be able to see inside the vehicle. But, you know, if he goes under something well lit, you know, is it possible you see some like, I don't know, tarps wrapped around seats or anything like that? You know, it's, it's quite possible. But I don't know. It's pretty dark. It might be hard to see in there.
1: It's, um apartment complex is it just a apartment uh, apartment complex or is it like part of the the school's um housing
2: no, I want to say it's it's off campus and living because the neighbor i think had kids and stuff hmm. oh, okay because I was gonna say like i'm pretty sure those apartment complexes
1: have some sort of security you know like security cameras yeah I'm sure they do I wonder if they can, like, they, the question is, like, I wonder if they notice him coming back wearing something different.
0: Yeah. Dude, that'd be, yeah, that, that's true. If he's if he's leaving wearing something dark and he's back in a bright colored something, then, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's possible. Uh, Pickle says, I heard a rumor, not that it was a female, but that they had seen Xana through the window or door and they both noticed the sus, the sus car. How do I don't want to answer this? I've heard that some of the things that you're saying are true. I don't know about the gender of the DoorDash. Well, I do, but I'm not going to put it out there. I don't know if you're right or wrong. I'm not going to say. Um, and, it, and I know exactly where supposedly um, Zana was when they both saw, supposedly, a suspicious vehicle. So, but those things are allegedly. I don't know. I haven't seen it myself. I haven't spoken to these people myself. I, I just have only heard these things as well. Let's see. Huh? Good question here. Afton's asking, how, how's the, how's your girlfriend doing? Is she doing better?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's still a long road of recovery, but she's out of the hospital. And I think she's been out for about four days. So she's um, she's doing good, you know. It still has aching pains here and there, Uh, but everything's good level wise. So we just gotta keep our fingers crossed that everything goes well from here on out. But looks it's looking
0: good. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. We're still praying for her and hoping for the best. Let's see. Also, guys, I mean, well, this one's all members only, but. Uh, for those that aren't members, um, I guess we'll tell them later. But if you have, if you know people that aren't members that want to be members, let them know that. Or if they can't come up with the one ninety nine for the membership, let them know that our membership stuff is also on our on our podcast form, and uh, it comes out a few days later. But it, it it'll show up; it'll be there. And so, I guess we can let everybody who are not members know that members get this live and and in color. Uh, non members get just the audio and it's like days later let's see uh...
1: it's
2: worth it you get to see all this yeah all, that, all yeah. that
1: and all that
2: you wouldn't really get to know that I'm wearing a red shirt today cuz you can't
0: hear right. yet. yeah
2: that, that that's the
0: way that's the way blue gets he puts on his sexy clothes he yes. he wears he what? wears red this is the evil twin brother, Big Red. <laughs> Big Red. Let's see. DD driver would have seen the Elantra based on the video we have seen. I would agree so. I would agree. Going to be Chief and 49ers. Yeah, you know, I'll say this. There was going to, there was this thing going around that it was going to be the Ravens versus 49ers and they're saying that it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. I wait, still think wait. It's rigged. Can I ask
1: you something about football that I, I don't know. I don't I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but yeah. is it true that they predict the, the Super Bowl on a like, certain color or something like that? That comes out at the beginning of the, of the tournament. I can't really, I, I can't specifically tell you exactly how it works, but supposedly like it's about like this color in the beginning of the tournament. And that's what the, like, you know, uh, like statistics shows that a certain color is supposed to make the Super Bowl that year. Is that hmm.
0: true? Not sure how that works.
2: Not that I, I haven't.
0: I haven't heard that, but I'm gonna make sure that they throw out black and gold. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for that slot. Like You here? Here's here's some money. I want black and gold colors to just air for a brief second right now. At this time,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna look for it right now. In a little bit. I'm
0: gonna yeah. say that's the only team that has black and gold, right? No, the Saints. Uh, the saints, but they're not the same gold. They're not. They're not as cool. It's more. They're, sh- they're shiny gold. Yeah, that's that's more like like sparkly metallic gold. Um, uh, Angel comes in. Do you think that Ann Taylor watched your mic drop? Argus moment. Witnesses talk too much to the media. That might be it. Um, also, Ian Harsh. We know he was subpoenaed um, by the defense team. He says he hasn't been talked to. He's been a guy that's talked a lot to lots of the media, but I don't think he'd be a guy that they'd want on their side in his conversations. He had also said um, that he'd seen a white Elantra parked back there because his ex girlfriend drove a white Elantra, and he would see it parked right behind the, the victim's house. And he thought it was his ex girlfriend stalking him. Little did he know it was probably Brian Koberger.
1: Oh, so so apparently the the color of the Super Bowl logo of the year predicts the the final game the Super Bowl um, uh what color is the logo room, but like, the last two the last two Super Bowls have been the colors of the, the last two teams
0: hmm. well it's probably gonna be red because 49ers and Chiefs so red has it to red. be there red
1: is at the and it might be purple or who's who's the other one says
0: it's red and gold and red and yellow <laughs>
1: So I don't
0: know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: That, if that's true. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That they say that that's supposedly that they use the the color of the logo for the Super Bowl that year is supposed to be the they predict the last two teams that are supposed to play for it.
0: Hmm. It's interesting. I'm gonna have to look into that. Uh, Stacy Cole asks, "I wonder if the prosecution will parade a bunch of the kids' friends on the stand, each one saying they have never seen Brian before, that he's never been to any of these parties." Well, they're going to, they have his locations. All right. They got a warrant out for his GPS locations. That's going to tell a big story because they were able to go back, what, a year before? And so before he moved there. So they're going to know if he was at any of these parties. They're going to know down to a foot if he ever entered the buildings at these parties or if he just hung around outside, you know, those type of things. And I think that's probably going to hold a little bit more weight. Um, than what witness testimony could be because you know somebody not noticing something it's kind of hard you know especially if they're not paying attention so uh, I don't think that's the case um, but they could you know ask maybe those that were close like or like the like Dylan Bethany Jack decor um, hunter Johnson you know those guys that were a constant, um, folks that were at those gatherings, mm-hmm. if they'd seen them, but I don't know if it's going to be a bunch of kids, maybe about three or four of that. What do you think?
1: You know, at this point, by the, the statements that um, BK's lawyer made, I can guarantee you most of the witnesses are going to be in the defensive side. I mean, defense in the, <laughs> <of> the prosecution <laughs> side. Uh,
0: yeah. They keep getting the door slammed in their face. Yeah, yeah, that's that's
1: what that's what I feel. Like that's that's what she said. And I'm like, yeah, this is most of these if out of those 400. it'll probably be like 390 for the, for the prosecution side witnesses.
0: And she I think I think you're you're giving him too much credit there with 10. And so
1: no <laughs> yeah. 10 are like his lawyers, and
0: I mean that that's why they have to go back three generations. They're hoping that somebody remembers something that he was good at some point. Yeah. You know, or it was a good boy. Like, I think they'll have like maybe his neighbor to
2: talk about him and then his probably old professor to talk about his professionalism. Uh,
0: well, th- there's only one. one. There's only one that that talked about his professionalism and whatever. And she said yeah. this is the one that recommended him to this program at WSU. Yeah, And she said, yeah, he was brilliant. But it was also an online class, and she never met him.
2: Yeah, but I know I'm talking about the one that he was um, being the TA for. The teachers uh,
0: they might bring him and or her to the stands to see and John you know. Snyder? Well, I don't know if he was the TA person or not. That was the person he got in arguments with. But you think that that's going to be in in to his benefit? Negative. No, I was about I, to
2: say that. <laughs> I say uh, the prosecution, but I think that's one of the people that that could like that would know him.
0: Right, right, but who's gonna? Who's the defense gonna bring? His
1: parents, probably. Maybe even. I know the. I don't know about the sister from, <laughs> from what I heard. I don't
0: yeah. know. Like, it's not gonna be anybody from that area because I don't think anybody really knows him that well from that area. Right, that they're, they're willing to put out their neck and say, I, you know, I actually knew him very well or whatnot. You know, the people that have come forward. To talk, you know, on on his behalf, I think there was one person. uh, He was a guy that was doing heroin with him. They both cleaned up. He was also the guy that said that he had gotten text messages from Brian Koperger around Thanksgiving, where he said that he wanted to participate in a high-profile crime, uh, that he wanted to solve one. However, you know, those type of positions are hard to come by. And so, you know, I thought it was kind of odd that he's talking about a high-profile crime and then short- you know, um, around that time, a high-profile crime is is occurring. Now, with everything going around in his life, you know, he had lost his job or was forced to resign as a security guard, you know, while he was at DeSales, while he was taking that online class where the teacher said that he was brilliant. You know, it wasn't like he wasn't throwing out red flags during that time. That was during the time he was getting fired at, at his old school. And then, you know, the TA situation that was happening in Washington State University, There's no way, no way in hell Brian Koberger would pass a a background check for a police department position anytime in the near future. Just no way. I think he knew that. I think he knew that he was going to have, he was not going to be able to be the cop in that high profile crime. Now, There's other two roles there. You can be the victim or you can be the killer. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know,
2: they're going to have a tough time, and the defenses. They're going to have a tough time finding people that are going to want to just even show up. I mean, look at how they had a subpoena Bethany just to get her statements, you know what I mean?
0: She didn't want to be there. Nobody wants to be in that court. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like BK's male attorney. I think him saying the state is setting my client. Killing my client, low blow. Yeah, I agree, and I, I don't think it it gathered the attention that he was hoping. It was more like uh, I can't believe you went there kind of thing versus yeah. you yeah, know, like, you know, the reaction he was wanting. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I said she when we were talking about the DD driver allegedly. I mean, I'll say she. I'll say he. Um, don't matter. I've said Pam. It's true. <laughs> uh, I, I I know what gender supposedly the the um the DoorDash driver is. Um I'll say this, it's one of two choices.
1: Well, there's um <laughs> there's people out there don't uh, pick. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Um, you also say pick a little when it was pickle toes.
0: I did say pick a little when it was pickle toes. I'm all over the place, man. I'm a mess. Let's see. We're going to be here for another maybe two, three minutes, guys. So if you have anything, just put that star on there so we know for a fact. Um, will BK's father be called to the stand? I think so. They're going to subpoena him. That That is a person they can subpoena. That is a person that, that will be forced to go. And they're going to ask him probably about you know his gloves, conversations they had, things like that.
1: Habits,
0: you guys and stuff think, like that, right? Yeah. Uh, if it's true that his sister searched his car, another witness allegedly, allegedly, there's also statements possibly made by a possible sister,
1: by an anonymous, anonymous source, apparently. Um.
0: Yeah. Something so, like that. Some like that. I mean, how did they know they went to a uh, a a a, a restaurant and requested a low, low lit dim area of the restaurant to eat their dinner. And and how would anybody else know that during that conversation, they brought up the fact that they m- maybe believe that Brian Kober could have been involved in this crime. Mm-hmm. Like h- how are people going to find that aspect out like that part? And it's been verified. I think somebody has been able to pull, um, the the call, the logs, where I think it was his mom called and specifically asked you know, for the reservation on the on, on the um there to, uh, that they wanted a low lit dim light. Like, how, how do they know that?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, well, was somebody there out. talked?
2: Yeah. No, they could have talked at home. That's the thing. They could have made good
0: order takeout. They didn't trust him. To be alone with him at home. Imagine. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, boom. Boom.
2: He <laughs> said, kaboom, boom. A boom, boom, boom. At least he didn't say Niners, Niners bang, 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 right? Or bang, yeah. bang, Niners.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's see. What's this one? We got maybe one more. Stacy Cole says, Miss Goncalves said, uh, Gonzalez said that at the beginning of their last big interview that the co-workers, either family or friends, are like family to them now. Seems co-worker won't have family on his side. Can you uh, email me that, that conversation? I um, or that interview. I, I haven't seen that and I'd like to. I haven't spoken to them about this aspect to y'all's knowledge. So we'll leave it at that. Let's see. Jeff says, maybe there will be a great school friend for BKs that will recall standing with BK in town on the curb. <laughs> Marveling at the new thing. You, you, here's the thing. I think there's one guy. I think his name is um Willie. And he's come out on a couple of different shows. And he stood up for Brian Koberger. He was not a friend but an acquaintance of his. Yeah. And he might be a guy that they're talking about where... He's spoken too much in the media because he's gone, done the rounds, but he's been one guy that has, has backed him up. Um, we had Brie on our channel who was friends with him in high school. Mm-hmm. She backed him up, up until like, you know, he started doing heroin And she said, she stopped being friends with him. So, you know, those are the two people that I thought that maybe perhaps could talk on his behalf, but you know, she's saying she being Ann Taylor, that, during the mitigation phase of their stuff, they have the innocence part and the mitigation, which is sentencing, and that they're having problems finding witnesses to speak on his behalf. That's a big problem because everything that we do know, he's gotten fired from every job he's had. Um, he's had problems everywhere he's gone, especially with females. Mm-hmm. And if he can't find anybody that can speak up on him on his behalf,
1: it don't look good.
0: He nah. doesn't have the he doesn't have the greatest track record. I'll tell that. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. L- last cu- question: Do you think that the latest revelation about Kaylee being found sitting up against the walls uh, was going to solve this way of getting a, a dig into the prosecution for tearing down the house? Yes, I do think that that might be have something to do with it. They didn't want the house torn down. None of us wanted the house torn down on our channel, but mm-hmm. um, well, that's possible. Do you think that that's what it was what do you what do you think the reasoning behind re- revealing that i think is just to show them that there's a lot
1: in this case that everybody's got it wrong from the beginning and like them showing exactly like you know going to the crime scene the the home itself and actually showing exactly how the bodies were positioned mm-hmm. could could lead to a, a more um what's it called. I'm like needing confidence, more more, more confidence in the in the trial going towards them. You know?
0: Yeah. What about you, Bo?
2: I don't know, man. It's just, I just think that, you know, this is going to be a complicated trial anyways. And then for a year from now, we'll see what information that they actually can dig up by them going through all the paperwork and all the terabytes.
0: you know, you know what this tells me, I'm going to do my best psychic impression. (laughs) The girls' heads were facing towards the bed. Uh, The knife was found underneath Maddie Mogan on the inside of her body facing towards. Yeah, the knife sheath, facing uh, on the side of the body between her and Kaylee. Under Maddie, but it's between there. It's not on the outside edge. It's on the inside edge of her body. So it's not where, like, if you had a, uh, you know what I'm saying? If you have a bed and you have two people on the bed, one's facing the wall, right? And you have a body, then you have another body, then you have the edge of the bed. Uh, That knife was located on the inner side towards the middle of the bed underneath Maddie. The reason I know this is because. If you go back to the probable cause, and I could say that like I could literally go out there and tell people I'm psychic and I guarantee you it's going to come out this way. And the reason being is because you go to the probable cause, affidavit, and it says where the location of the sheath was, was that from standing to the door was to the right of Madison. Right. It was on Maddie's right side from from viewed from the door, which means that they were facing or they were sideways or they were doing something. It wasn't so much that the knife sheath was viewable from the door. It's just showing from the from your view from the door, it's on the right side. And then if you have you know she described her up in the corner, right That tells me that um, you know if your head is facing towards the door and something happens, you're gonna crawl that way, right? You're gonna crawl in the direction that's the fastest way you can get out. You're not gonna crawl you know with your feet crab crawl, right? So she was facing the other direction towards the wall that she was slumped up against. It was in the corner side, right? So she slumped up in the corner. That means that tells me that both of their heads were facing towards the wall, not towards the door. And that the knife sheath was found more towards the middle of the bed and not on the outside. Hmm. I can, I, I probably can piece some more things to it together with a little bit more time, but you know, that I information was, is pretty huge.
2: I was thinking, um, you know they tore down the house right and then there's not going to be that the sound of it or you know the walkthrough but if that builder built same houses in that subdivision like most builders do i wonder if, if there's another one there that they can rent or borrow
0: nah man this one was renovated this one had like Parts of the house built on top of the old part of the house. Well oh, so it's it was custom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a custom pretty much. So. Okay. But yeah. Well, I appreciate that last question, man. It really kind of opened my eye as far as like positioning of where the bodies mm-hmm. were, which direction mm-hmm. they were facing, where the knife sheath was probably located. You know, I, I'm assuming that if, you know, when viewed from the door on Madison's right side, and she's probably facing up. And the right side is on the interior of the of the um, of the of the bed. Huh. All right. Uh, but I appreciate everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you, all members, for joining us and all your questions. We'll be back tomorrow night. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet. It's one of a couple of things. Uh, let us know in the comment section if you're watching this in the replay or if you would. After this show ends, go in the comment section. And let us know what you want us to talk about. We we are either going to talk about uh, and we're kind of leaning towards the issues that are going on in the border. Um, We don't live that far from the border, so we want to talk to some of the locals that we know that do live on the border. And kind of go through, um, you know, the possible implications that are going on with Texas and the United States. Um, We also have Vince McMahon and his scandal that he's going through that we're probably going to touch on. Uh, and but then on Friday, we're going to go back into like some pretty crazy stuff, some some aliens and some demonic things. You don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss it. Oh, yeah. But with that being said, guys, we're out of here. We appreciate everybody. Peace. I'll take care.